0: everybody. Welcome to Q on Q. Well, here we are. This week is episode 50 of Q on Q. And I wanted to start out today by taking a look back, back to several years ago when God laid this podcast or something like it on my heart. And I said, no, I couldn't host a podcast. Nobody would listen. I wouldn't know what to say. And he kept tugging. And I followed the nudge, and Q on Q was started just about a year and a half ago at this time. Here's a few stats for you as we start our 50th episode. So far, we have reached six of the seven continents. Sorry, Antarctica. Six continents and a total of 22 different countries and 167 unique cities in 23 different US states. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting little old me from my small town in Pennsylvania. Thank you for allowing me to harness the power of technology and tuning in for what God has laid on my heart. And while we don't have the largest listenership, I still firmly believe that God has a message for me to give others, to give you. And I'm grateful that you have been a part. And of course, I encourage you to share and keep sharing. And let's see where this thing goes as we aim for the next 50. And beyond. Well, today we're in part three of the series I've been in called March Forward. If you haven't had the chance to tune in for the first two parts, here's a little backstory. We watch a lot of drum corps over the summer. It's one of our family's favorite activities. And I'm always fascinated by how the creative team of a drum corps can take a theme and turn it into a field show. I spent some time digging into the show themes for the corps this year because I was just so impressed with how well so many of them told the story through their show. And in reflecting on these musical journeys we were taken through, I started to reflect on just how much we can really dissect these themes and learn from the stories they told through their music. So far, we've covered Riffs and Revelations and Rearview Mirror. Riffs and Revelations was where we reflected on some of our repeated patterns and the things we learned through the revelations we learned this summer. And last week, we talked about the Rearview Mirror, you know, looking back, looking ahead, and how... Some things really are closer than they appear to be. This week, our title is Somewhere New. Now, this was a show by the Vanguard Cadets who won DCI's Open Class this year. The organizers of the show said this about this year's theme. Change is one of life's few inevitabilities. We're always growing, always evolving. We've all been changed by the extraordinary events of the past two years and are coming out of the other end different than when we began. With that shared experience as our starting point, we wanted to take the audience on an adventure that taps into the curiosity of our minds and resilience of our hearts, that leans into what drives us to seek out new ideas, new experiences, and new people, and celebrates the joy of being together. Wow, what a great summary that was for what really was a great show. I've heard it said many times, and I fully believe that we never stop learning. If we stay in one place and in one mindset and in one thing, we get in a rut. Let's face it, we are creatures of habit, but we're also creatures of change. A lot of things our world has experienced in the past two and a half years has caused us to reflect upon and change how we do a lot of things, from cleanliness habits to interactions with others, but also in how we spend our time, our finances, and our energy. A lot of us have experienced change, and for a lot of us, that has led to something new. Just some statistics for you. And this is not to debate the effect that the pandemic may have had on us or be anything political. This is just sharing facts. In 2020 and 2021, mental health experts indicated a 30% increase in reported concerns they addressed. Those are just the ones that were reported. During the past two years, 75 to 80 percent of workers indicated moving to full-time work for a period of a month or more remotely, and many continue to do that today. In the past two years, the retail sector has reported losing as many as a million jobs, some due to financial pressures and closures, but some due to individuals just simply not being in the job market anymore. Now, I share those things not to bring gloom and doom and not to debate any thoughts about the pandemic. I share them to prove a point that change happens. and can happen rapidly, sometimes when we least expect it, and in a big way. Now, let's take a completely different spin on this. We live in a world of Photoshop and instant gratification, and to be honest, it's easy to buy into the lie that if we don't like something, we can and should change it as quickly as possible. If we don't like our physical appearance, there's a surgery to fix it. If we don't like our relationship status, just dump that person and find somebody else. If we don't like our circumstances, we can buy, charm, run, and fight our way out of it. Change can be scary, but new things can also be exciting. New beginnings often give us a sense of hope and joy. I mean, look at new married couples. They radiate happiness on their wedding day. Buying a new home can be an exciting adventure. As a teacher and a parent, I witness the certain energy that accompanies the start of a new school year each year. We even get excited on first dates and dinner parties and even fireworks. You see, God designed creation to give us a similar sense of hope and joy. We smile at an incredible sunrise. We marvel at smooth sand on the beach. We wonder at the complex patterns of frost on our car windows in the winter. Too often, though, in the busyness of life, we sometimes miss the creative majesty of God at work. Think about this. What's new soon becomes old, and we feel no reason to offer praise or even take notice. How many times do we take the same approach to new opportunities, new experiences, new people in our lives? Sometimes we're scared. Maybe we're unsure. Maybe we're comfortable. Or maybe we just don't like to see change. Sometimes God wants to do something new, and yet we're stuck in the old. It's hard to let go of what is familiar, because it always seems easier to stay comfortable, you know, just to keep going with the flow. For those who like change, new things are exciting. For those who don't, it's usually pretty stressful. You might be, or your family members might be, feeling a mix of those two things. But here's what's really cool about change. God works outside of our own box of thinking. He doesn't always work in the ways that we pick because he sees the big picture. He works behind the scenes of life that unfold throughout every moment of every day and in the places where we can't always see or understand all the whys. Sometimes what's new to us comes in the form of a blessing, a new opportunity, a new relationship, a new person in your life. But sometimes it comes through pain and loss and people that come and go. People make decisions, many change jobs, even move. Kids grow up, and there's times we might go through something that's really tough, and we really struggle. We may even start to feel cheated or denied. And while we focus on the things that are new and how they have and might affect us, we always have to recognize that there is a great purpose in all that you walk through, in every life change and in every season. I'm sure most of us are familiar with the scripture in Ecclesiastes that talks about different seasons we go through in our lives. So that you have it for reference, it's Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 through 8. And it says this, and this is the NIV version. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal We know that everything happens for a reason and with a purpose, and when we're going through difficult times, we often focus on the negative, the loss, rather than what has been gained or what we've learned or what lies ahead. And in the end, while change can be hard, we can grow in our faith when we learn to embrace it, because this trust transforms us each and every day. So let's talk for a minute about seasons. Over the past few years, we've seen the winds of change in our house for sure. There's the obvious. Our daughter is now in college. She's a junior already. Um, I'm doing this podcast. Uh, In addition to teaching, I'm writing music more, and I'm a part-time radio news reporter and pretty involved in uh, leading worship at church. But the only changes haven't happened in time and jobs. There have been changes in attitudes, changes in responsibilities, changes in expectations, and changes in relationships. And I'm not going to lie, some of these changes have been hard. We've seen some things we've done for years either go by the wayside or become someone else's responsibility, while at the same time seeing new things entrusted to us. We've seen relationships we've had with people for so many years just sort of fizzle, and despite our intentions to maintain them, they've just dissipated. It's kind of hard to accept something when someone you've been with so long as a friend or in a relationship suddenly wants nothing to do with you. So how do you handle something new? How do you handle change when, to be honest, there's already so much new going on and so much change in your life? How do you allow a new season to begin while graciously allowing a different one to pass behind? What do you do when it really seems like so much? Well, to be honest, In our lives, we found that it's really all tied together. It's been a combination of revelation and revolution, for lack of a better term, in our family. If you've listened for the last few episodes, you've heard me talk about the revelations that we've experienced and how that's helped us look toward the future. But to be honest, in all of that, it really came down to a few simple things that were a part of and had an effect on nearly everything. This is what I'm referring to. It was three things. First, it involved listening for and obeying God's calling. Second, it required open lines of communication. And third, it meant forgiveness and letting go when necessary. Not just an option. Most of the time, a requirement. (laughs) When we're called to something, we might feel unequal to the task. We might hear voices from our past come up about what we can and can't do about what we're good at and not so good at, about what our place is, or maybe even about how we're too old or don't have the right skills. We might feel stretched in so many directions, and we're about to take on something new that we're low in confidence about. But I think it all comes down to allowing ourselves to hear the still, small voice. Over time, when we realize that as we listen and surrender to the direction of that divine voice within and live from that direction, we actually find more peace, and that any life-changing circumstances won't be so scary after all, because we know God's got our back at every turn. If you had told me three years ago that our life would look like it does now, I would never have believed you. I'm a published composer hosting a podcast and posting devotional material with a thousand creative ideas in my brain, If you would have told me three years ago we would have gone through some pretty tumultuous times, I wouldn't have believed you either. Those things together are what allow me to have a testimony. And the faith and trust that I've experienced in that time has allowed me to focus on God's voice clearer than ever. So whatever calling you might be facing, whether it's a new job, a new location, or just a new path of service, remember, God would not have instructed you to do something that he hasn't already prepared you for. And what about those open lines of communication? Man, that has been an eye-opener for us. Um, It really started for us over a year ago. and I mean, we always talk as a family, but you know how teens don't always want to talk to their parents? Sorry, kids, I'm not throwing you under the bus here. (laughs) Well, it kind of started when we found out something about one of our kids before they told us, and it was something fairly large. Now, sometimes word travels fast, but when it's something pretty big or monumental and Social media finds out, by their own doing, before we do, we know there was some lapse in communication. At least that's how it is in our house. And what this led to was some pretty frank and open and honest discussions. And I'm happy to say, for the most part, those conversations have continued. And yes, I know, not every parent asks every day about who their kids sat with at lunch, or who they're texting, or how their working groups and classes were. But when we started these conversations, our son actually said it was weird for parents to ask kids those kind of questions. But why? I know not everybody does it, and I'm not trying to pry into our kids' life so much they feel their privacy is violated, but we're parents who like to stay connected with what is current in the lives of our kids. I know my daughter's a busy college student, but we hope to get, and still do, to this day, a few FaceTime calls a week, a few texts a day and you know some phone calls here and there to catch up on how everything's going. And though we've always communicated, this level of communication has been new for us. What were the benefits of it? Well, we're closer knit than we've ever been as a family. Those times when we felt we didn't have anything to do and just mindlessly surfed on our phones. Now instead, we talk and we play games and we share with each other. And I really think there's a distinct difference between just talking with or even at someone and really having a conversation. I talked in a previous episode about the seven habits and the one that deals with really seeking to listen and understanding someone. Instead of just putting in my two cents, I really tried to see the situations my kids may be involved in from their perspective, not just what I think it looks like or what it might have looked like for me when I was their age. Brian Tracy said this, communication is like riding a bicycle or typing. If you're willing to work at it, you can rapidly improve the quality of every part of your life. So that's why communication has been so important to us. What about forgiveness or letting go? Well, I think the issue many of us have with this is that we fail to be able to forgive because we spend too much time in the past or we dwell on something. The thing is, forgiveness or letting go of something actually frees us from the need to stay where we once were. I've had some people say some pretty awful things about me. Make up lies, be jealous of successes, and as you know, What they did has ripple effects. But I found through times of prayer, fasting, meditation, that the only thing I needed to do was forgive those people for what they did and what they said and realize that one person's opinion of me or my actions doesn't define who I am. For a long time, I worried about reputation. Why am I not being invited to things? Why didn't I get that award? Why are good things happening to people when they should be happening to me? And you see... The problem was that I put the focus on me instead of looking at the big picture and realizing I was allowing that issue to hold me back. I've shared this quote before, but it is really true. We should be concerned more about our character than our reputation because our character is what we really are while our reputation is merely what others think we are. And you know that letting go thing. It doesn't have to be putting a bad incident behind us or maybe it's about accepting change. When our daughter first went off to college and was four hours away, I admittedly had a hard time accepting I wouldn't get that hug every morning before school and have a chat every day about how her day was. She was hours away with a busy schedule and new friends and new responsibilities. We've been in the same role for 20 years, and now we're shifting to something else, and sometimes it's hard to accept, even if it is our decision. Friend, know that it all connects. When you follow God's calling on your life and stay honest and open and true in your communication regarding it, you'll find that putting it behind you and letting it go will be the easiest of your concerns. Just as a seed sprouts below the ground before we see evidence of a new flower, God is at work in us doing a new thing. Though we always want to look at it as something for the future, it's really springing up now. We can't see it yet, but it's already in motion. God's work of new life, within us happens every day and whether we see what we experience as possibilities or problems God is making a way for us for no matter what our past looks like no matter what our current circumstances include God has already set in motion a new direction and a new purpose for your life and by seeking his calling we recognize his work in us and give us a grateful heart toward his mercy that never gives up on us so do you feel something new coming if you do allow God to work in and through you. Be open to the change, even though you may not fully understand it. Follow the calling he has put on your heart and put on your life. Friends, I wish I had all the answers, but that's how it's been for us. That's how we've been able to experience something new and how it's been a benefit for us. And I pray this week that you will allow yourself to be open. Be open to the spirit's calling, be open to how he's working in your life and the lives Of those around you. And that brings us to a wrap for part three of our March Forward series and our 50th episode. Thank you again to all our supporters who tune in and share our podcast each week and for being with us every step of the way. I look forward, Lord willing, to the next 50 and beyond, and I'm excited to see where God is going to take it. And next week, we wrap up our March Forward series with the topic Right Here, Right Now. What about the present? How do we handle and treat what's right in front of us, and how can that shape what is soon to come? As always, thank you again for listening, and we'll be back here next time when we'll have more for you on Q.